Well, if you hear any banging around or anything going on, apologize. But sometimes you can't help the surroundings, especially with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Just got to keep doing what you do, moving, and get these podcasts out. And that's what we're going to do. I'm going to start this one off with a little bit of a sad note. I'm sad. I'm crying. Wiping away tears. I've been watching a show on HBO called Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. I got to season two, episode seven. Just thought it was going to be another episode. And it ended. The season ended abruptly. I was like, okay, this is crazy. But you could see the lead in as everything just started happening really quick. They were putting three, four minutes moments together in three, four minutes. Like literally, they were just rushing everything. So you kind of knew something was up. Or at least I knew something was up. So I was like, okay, this just isn't another episode. What is going on? So I looked up things, Googled, and the TV show based off the Lakers and the Celtics in the 70s and 80s was canceled. I was upset because it was actually a real show, real actors acting, HBO and the show directors, actors, producers, whatever. They had all had said that this is a show based on true events, but it's fictional. It's a TV show, which back in the day, that's what TV was. Then we have reality TV. Then we have all these docu-series and documentaries and all these other things, which are super cool in their own right. I love documentaries. I do not watch reality TV, at least not anymore. And even when I did in my high school and college days, only a couple shows here and there, and obviously they didn't last. Docu-series, same thing. A lot of cool things. The Last Dance with the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. I checked it out every episode, and I loved it. However, I understood it was Michael Jordan kind of controlling what was said, how it was directed, what was unreleased or released, unleashed about Chicago Bulls and that time that was in the docuseries. There wasn't the interviews that I thought there was going to be with Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, Patrick Ewing, Reggie Miller, saying their side of the story, their perspectives of what they thought of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. No, it was one-sided, which as a Chicago Bulls fan, cool. I loved it. It was all right. All right, as in magically awesome. However, you know, sometimes you want the other stuff. You want to know everything that happened, not a one-sided, pinpointed view. And that's what we get with these documentaries. Whoever's doing it, they're talking to whoever. And yeah, I'll agree to do this. I'll agree to speak on mic for you if you do it my way. That's what we get. A real TV show is real people really acting, not doing what somebody else wants them to do. And that's exactly why this show got canceled. Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, making negative comments in the media, saying they weren't going to watch it because, hey, this show is not based off real true events and not depicting the people, the characters, the personalities in the show how they thought they should be. That's why it's a TV show. That's why creative people can do these things saying, hey, it's fictional, just based off a true story. They don't have to co-sign with it. They don't have to agree. They don't have to say, oh, this is great watching TV show. Because if you look at it, HBO's numbers for winning time were actually pretty solid. People besides me were turning in, tuning in to watch this show. But they had a complaint. And then, of course, we got to talk about the writer's strike. The 2023 Writers Guild of America strike started May 2nd of this year. 
11,500 screenwriters are in a labor dispute with the Alliance of Motion Pictures and TV Producers. Some studios are closed down, actors don't have any work, directors no work. If you watch WWE and wrestling, you notice The Rock's around, John Cena's around, Dave Batista is in the media and on Twitter saying that he would come back if WWE needed him. That's because they're on strike and can't get a job. Not them, but the writers are on strike and there's no creative process. There's nothing moving forward for them to act in. Plus, they're trying to figure out what to do the residuals from streaming. Still kind of new, even though we've been doing it for a while, but don't know how to pay the people that should be paid or are simply not paying the people that should be paid. Either way, it's chaos, and the only show on TV that I was really interested in watching because it was a real, a real, not reality, a real TV show was Winning Time, but now it's gone. So, I guess we do what we do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and that's make podcasts. I'm your host, Brandon Lachance, and this, of course, is Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which you can listen to every single episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website, www.rss.com backslash podcast, that's with an S, that's plural, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. And of course, you can check out the personals, Brandon Lachance, looks like L.A. Chance on Facebook, and then Twitter is at Lachance Writer. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you like or dislike something I or a guest said, or you'd like to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Always much love to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the creation of the intro and outro beat that you will hear on every episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. 19 locations in Northern and Central Illinois. Great people, great policies. They know what they're doing in every aspect of banking. I've been there with the bank since 2011 and I'm not going anywhere. I feel my money's safe and when I have any questions or need to do something, they're there readily available. This is episode 297. We are cruising towards the 300s. Somewhat of a milestone, I think. Don't know if I'm going to do anything special, a special guest. I mean, every single one of the guests on Edge of Your Seat podcast is special if you ask me. On this episode, we have three guests. Scott Payne, the Amboy Lamoille, Ohio football team, did not have a homecoming game because Peoria Quest came down with an illness. That's what they said. That's what was released. So... The Clippers get a forfeit victory for week four. We talked to Scott Payne about week four and week five as they got a tough opponent on the schedule. Hallie McGuire, St. Beat alum, then went to University of Wisconsin Parkside and is now at Kentucky Wesleyan. She was there last year as a senior. Now this year as a senior because of COVID year. She transferred through the college portal hence the name of this episode, and is now happy at Kentucky Wesleyan. We spoke with her in December of 22 after she was named the Player of the Week for 45 kills, 3 blocks, 7 digs, and just 3 games. 
for 2022. She played all 28 matches, had 290 points, 17 assists, 17 aces, led the team with 256 kills, and also contributed 174 digs, 32 blocks. This campaign, 2023, the Panthers are 2-9, and 1-2 in their conference, and they have a game tonight. Tonight being Friday, September 22nd. Hallie, number seven, was vital in the first four matches of the season, but has not played since September 2nd. Why, do you ask? Her appendix had to be emergency removed on September 5th. She's glad it didn't rupture. We spoke through text message. She let me know what was going on because I was checking out the stats and was like, hey, why hasn't she been on the court? Because obviously a huge part of this Panther program. Her appendix wasn't having it. So she finally got cleared and she's hoping to play in the Kentucky Wesleyans match tonight. But through her first four matches, this is what she was doing. August 31st against William Jewell, 13 kills, 3 assists, 1 ace, 7 digs, 1 block. On September 1st, in 2 matches, Northwest Missouri State, 8 kills, 1 assist, 6 digs. Rockhurst, 8 kills, 2 assists, 1 ace, 10 digs, 2 blocks. September 2nd, her last match before the appendix issue, Emporia State, 9 kills, 1 ace, Five digs, one block. Putting up numbers absolutely everywhere. Listed as a middle hitter, but actually as an outside hitter. But she has played middle hitter, and she's been kind of all around the court for this team. Hopefully McGuire gets back tonight and continues doing what she's been doing pretty much her entire career, her entire life, and that is crushing the volleyball court. We also have Randy Teeman as the Hall-Putnam County Red Devils played Mendota in week four, got a 34-7 victory during the Trojans' homecoming game. And now, week five, they take on Kiwani, the only undefeated team in the Three Rivers Conference. Tough task, but if anybody can do it, it's Randy Teeman and the Red Devils. Also on this episode, we'll have win-lose stat from Tuesday, September 12th, to Saturday, September 16th. So, let's get it going because we got a game tonight as I will be on the radio just like every other game this season for the Hall Putnam County Red Devils for the Wolf 96.5. So, I do the pregame interviews and I am able to share them, air them on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Always great talking to Coach Teeman. Always a pleasure to speak with Coach Payne as I talk to him for a newspaper, Amboy News. Just got all these cool interviews coming. And definitely a thank you to Hallie McGuire for speaking with us a little while ago and then chatting with us through text to let us know what was going on. Always a pleasure. That's what we do here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Talk to everybody, get stories out, and just have some fun. So let's do it. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website 
using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online too. Check out FSB's Premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Win, lose, stat. We are inching the playoffs very, very, very quickly. Boys and girls golf have been wrapping up conference meets, conference matches, and the playoffs, the regionals, start just next week. So, it's coming fast and furious, and we'll be there as always. Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We're going to start with Tuesday, September 12th. That's where we left off from the last episode. Start with an IHSA message as they brought back the Planet Fitness Gridiron IHSA Rivalry Series. Six games. They're featuring big-time rivals, including Friday, September 29th, next Friday, as Caneland travels to Sycamore. That is always a huge battle. Usually two of the best teams in the Interstate 8, and that is a battle of all battles. Getting to the sports, girls tennis. Dixon beat Mendota 5-2-0. Singles winners for Dixon. Grace Ferguson at number one. And number two singles, Addison Arges. In doubles, the number one doubles team, Leah Stees and Ariel Tefaku. Number two doubles, Brooklyn Arges and Rachel Lance. And number three doubles, Sierra Cameron and Lily Herrera. Sycamore beat Morris 3-2 in girls tennis. Volleyball action. Newman defeated Mendota 25-20, 25-14. Newman now 12-2 on the season. For Newman, Jess Johns, 11 kills, 1 ace, 12 digs. Kennedy Rousey, 7 kills, 4 blocks. And Maddie Olson, 1 ace, 21 assists, and 4 digs. Geneseo defeated Galesburg, 25-11, 25-17. The win moves Geneseo to 5-7 and 3-1 and in the Western Big Six Conference. For the Lady Maple Leafs, Lizzie Raps had 6 kills. Alyssa Perez, 11 assists and 3 aces. Sydney Nelson, 7 digs. Kendall Ellerbrock and Ellie Berrickman, 1 block together. An assisted block for each of them. Plano knocked out Hinkley Big Rock, 25-20, 25-21. Rita Loro had 12 assists for Plano, while Taylor Downs had 11 digs. Emily Santolin, 5 kills. And Hennessy Pina, 3 blocks. Indian Creek beat Earlville 29-27, 25-20. Indian Creek is now 4-8 and, and Earlville 9-4 on the season. For Indian Creek, Izzy Turner, 8 assists, 6 digs, 2 kills, 2 block assists. Allie Peterson, 6 kills, 2 aces, 2 solo blocks, and 2 assisted blocks. For Earlville, Riley Dixon, 8 points and 4 assists. Maddie Olson, 8 points. Bailey Miller, 11 digs. Brooklyn Geldy, 15 assists. And Nevaeh Sanson, 11 kills. Sterling beat United Township, 25-21, 25-18. This victory moves Sterling to 6-5-1 overall and 2-1 in the Western Big Six. 
four Sterling, Delilah Emoku, six kills, two aces, seven assists, and six digs. Ashlyn Franklin Center beat Amboy 25-22, 25-10. Putnam County defeated Hall 25-17, 25-12. For the first time since the Burrow Valley Senior Class were in eighth grade, they defeated Princeton 25-23, 23-25, 25-21. St. B defeated Kiwani 26-24, 16-25, 25-22. Ottawa knocked out Morris 25-20, 25-23. Ottawa is now 16-3 on the season. Juco Volleyball, Kishwaukee lost to Highland in three sets. Back to high school, boys soccer, Plano 2, Cole City 0. Plano is now 7-3. 2-2 two two in the Kishwaukee River Conference. For Plano, Chris Kaliba had the first goal, assisted by Santiago Cervantes. The second goal, also Kaliba, this time assisted by Henry Chahillo. Samanak defeated Earlville 5-2-0. Earlville is 8-2 on the year. Indian Creek 6-5 record beat Pecatonica 5-2-0. For Indian Creek, David Mandel, Jacob McNally and Tyler Bogle scored goals. DeKalb fell to Naperville North 6-0. Going back to Juco just for a second. Soccer, Kishwaukee 4, Carl Sandberg 4. Kishwaukee was trailing 3-0 until Corey Miles scored 4 goals. All 4 goals. They are now tied in the conference with Illinois Valley Community College they will play October 21st. The winner takes the Arrowhead Conference Championship. Cross country high school style was at Walnut. The boys, Burrow Valley, won the team title with 45 points. Tied for second were Princeton and Kiwani with 53. And Hall finished with 72. For Princeton, Augustus Swanson won the boys race with an 18-10. Also for the Tigers, Tyler Vandeventer finished 19-42 for fifth place. For the girls, Princeton had the top two spots with Ruby Aker with the 22-02 and Peyton Frua was second with a 22-08. Boys cross country at Bakers Lake in LaSalle. Ottawa won it with a 36. LaSalle Peru was second with a 44. Mendota third with a 64, and Streeter was fourth with an 88. In girls, the girls race at Baker's Lake. Ottawa won it with a 28. LaSalle Peru had 36. Fieldcrest was third with a 72, and Streeter fourth with a 106. Boys golf, Roanoke Benson defeated Clinton 172 to 174. Two-stroke difference. For Roanoke Benson, Nolan Hunter had a 42. Jack Lehman and Tucker Bond shot 43s, and Caden Harms had a 44. Ottawa defeated Lockport and Morris in a triangular. Ottawa had 153, Lockport 155, and Morris 165. For Ottawa, Seth Cooper had a 37, Briar Harris and Alex Billings a 38, and there were three golfers with a 39, Colt Bryson, Jacob Armstrong, and Chandler Creedon. Mendota lost a tiebreaker, which is the score of the fifth man in a triangular with Monmouth Roseville 
and Kiwani. Mamadrozil and Mendota both had 175s, but the tiebreaker puts Mendota in second. Kiwani had a 224 for third. Mendota's Owen Augenball had a 40, Brody Hart a 43, Evan McFeeters and Dane Doyle shot 46s. Rock Falls beat Genoa Kingston 162 to 179 for Genoa Kingston. Landon Ritchie had a 39, which tied for medalist. Bryson Lavender and Colton McDowell shot 46s, and three guys had 48s in John Kruger, Ethan Egler, and Gavin Hevinger. Sycamore beat LP. LP did have the medalist, though, behind Gavin Sedevi. Plano lost to Harvard 222-178. to Moving on to Wednesday, September 13th, boys soccer Mendota picks up a huge victory over Bloomington Central Catholic, couple years ago in the super sectional BCC was the team to end the Mendota Trojans perfect season as they were undefeated all the way through until that super sectional game. Mendota gets revenge. Johan Cortez, Mauricio Martinez, and Isaac Diaz all scored goals. Johan Cortez assisting Diaz's goal, which was the last goal of the game. Mendota is now 12-0-1 on the season. Kiwani beat Riverdale 8-0. Sterling fell to Galesburg 4-2. Both of Sterling goals were scored by Daniel Bermudez. Genoa Kingston defeated Oregon 9-0. GK is undefeated in the Big Northern Conference at that point, which they still could be. Not saying that they lose a match, but at that point, undefeated. Jay Wolcott. Three goals, two assists for Genoa Kingston. Adrian Delgado, two goals, two assists. Mike Botello, two goals, one assist. One goal each for Brandon Wolcott, Peter Hernandez Villalobos, and Brandon Hernandez Villalobos also had an assist. Morris, two, Kainlin, one. First time Morris has beat Kainlin in the last 12 years. Wow. Wow. Girls golf, three Rivers Conference meet. Rock Ridge won it with a 3.30. Princeton finished 5th with a 4.20. Newman was 6th with a 4.37. And Burrow Valley 7th with a 4.84. Winning it was Hannah Grove of Rock Ridge with a 72. Rock Ridge also had the 2nd and 3rd place finishes. However, 3rd was tied with Kiwani's Hope Pede who had an 84. Eddie Carr from Princeton tied for 5th with a 90. Newman's top finisher was Ellie Rood with 100 for 18th place. And 30th place was McKellen Needs of Burrow Valley with a 113. In a duel, Byron beat Dixon 183 to 196. Byron still undefeated in the Big Northern Conference. Abby Baker had a season low 38. That is crazy insane. I am very impressed. Elena Brandt had a 43. Gina Baker and Sophia Cross shot 57s. Boys Golf, Ottawa 148, Sandwich 168, and LP 175. Ottawa had two guys tie for the medalist with 36s in Chandler Creedon and Briar Harris. In another triangular, Hall shot a 172 to beat Orion's 208, but fell to Riverdale's 158. Landon Plim was the medalist for Hall with a 36, and Jacob Diaz of Hall shot a 37. Byron beat Dixon 156 to 168. 
Byron boys are also still undefeated in the Big Northern Conference, just like the girls' team. Sterling beat Rock Falls 165-184. to Matt Hubbard led Sterling with a 37 for medalist. Troy Lawrence shot a 40, and Grant and Bryce Hartman both shot 44s. In volleyball, Amboy fell to Milledgeville 25-22, 25-15. Tyra Vossen, a junior at Amboy, had 20 assists, 5 kills, 4 blocks, and 3 assists. Earlville beat Woodland 19-25, 25 25-19, 25-13. For Earlville, Maddie Olson, 13 points, 14 digs. Emily Harness, 21 digs. And Nevea Sanson, 16 digs, 11 kills. Plano defeated Harvard 25-12, 25-16. For Plano, Rita Laura had three assists and four kills. Girls tennis on Wednesday, September 13th, Sycamore defeated DeKalb 7-0. Moving on to Thursday, September 14th, starting at the volleyball court. Oregon fell to Rockford Christian 25-20, 25-13. Oregon 4-7. Overall, and 0-1 in the Big Northern Conference. For Oregon, Kenna Wabena, 6 digs, 7 kills, and Lexi Ebert, 7 digs, 10 assists, 1 block. Newman beat Princeton 25-22, 25-20, moving Newman to 13-2 overall on the year and 5-0 in the Three Rivers Conference. For Newman, Jess Johns, 10 kills and 7 digs, and Kennedy Rousey, 8 kills, 1 dig, Three blocks. Samanak beat Indian Creek 25-22, 25-18. For Indian Creek, Allie Peterson had two kills, three blocks, one ace. Earlville beat Parkview Christian 25-14, 25-19. For Earlville, Chesney Otter had 10 points, one ace. Navia Sanson, 12 kills. Brooklyn Geldy, 16 assists. It's Navia Sanson. And Brooklyn Geldy. Don't know why I can't say their names. I say it every single podcast. And all of a sudden, right there, did not sound right. Nevaeh Sanson, 12 kills. Brooklyn Geldy, 16 assists. Great volleyball players. Go check them out at Earlville. Sterling beat Galesburg 25-14, 25-20. Sterling, they are now 7-5-1 on the season. 2-2 two two in the Western Big Six. Sterling's Kara Gibson and Carly Sullivan had 6 kills. Aliyah Vorder, four blocks. And Delia Amankua, nine assists. Geneseo fell to Moline, 10-25, 25-11, Geneseo, five and eight overall, three and two in the Western Big Six. For Geneseo, Lizzie Raps, eight kills, 12 digs. And Alyssa Perez, one ace, 19 assists. Boys soccer, Ottawa four, Roanoke Benson, zero. For Ottawa, George Lopez had a goal, assisted by Evan Snook. Evan Snook had a goal. Michael Badella had a goal, assisted by Colin Lyons. And then Lopez had another goal, assisted by Badella. Mendota defeated LaSalle Peru in a duel, 169-171. to For the Trojans, Owen Augenball shot the medalist, 37. Kale Strauss and Brody Hart. Shot 43s, and Evan McFeeters and Dane Doyle shot 46s. Staying on the greens, but going to girls golf. Sterling, 204. Princeton, 206. And Erie Prophetstown, 242. For Sterling, Emily Schwingle had a 46. Carmen Camacho, 49. Deza Lewis, 54. 
Riley Wynn, a 55. For Princeton, Ava Morton, 46. Eddie Carr, 51. Eddie Hecht, 52. And Reese Revigillo with a 57. The Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp announced that they broke an attendance record for the summer's 2023 season with 21,813 attendees. Congratulations to the Pistol Shrimp. Super excited for them. Glad they're in Peru. Glad we got a team. Great baseball doing their thing. Friday, September 15th. You know it's a Friday. It's the fall. We're going to start with football. Number 9 in 1A in the polls, Anwan Weathersfield. Moved to 3-1 on the season with a 35-0 shutout over Monmouth United. DeKalb beat Matea Valley 48-23. DeKalb is now 2-2. Two two. Dixon beat Genoa Kingston 30-0 in a big Northern Conference battle. Not really a battle, 30-0. But Dixon with the victory, 4-0, Genoa Kingston 2-2. Two Number 9 in 4A, Geneseo beat United Township 55-21. Geneseo undefeated at 4-0. El Paso Gridley 45, Brimfield 6. EPG is 3-1. They were ranked the last couple weeks, but not this week. Fieldcrest fell to 2A number 2, Tri-Valley. The heart of Illinois Conference foes. Man, 55-12. Fieldcrest now 2-2. Two two. They did get some production out of their stars as Eddie Lorton had 17 carries for 55 yards and Brady Russman, the quarterback, had a QB keeper score and rushed for 66 yards. Rochelle beat Harvard 49-6. The Hubs are now 3-1 on the season. Kiwani stays undefeated 4-0. Like I said earlier, the only Three River Conference team to still be undefeated in the Mississippi Division. They beat Burrow Valley, which is 2-2, two and 42-20. Two, Amboy Lamoyle, Ohio, like I said, got the forfeit win over Peoria Quest because of illness. It was not said that it was COVID or anything like that, but enough of the team was sick to not bring them to Amboy for their homecoming game. LaSalle, Peru goes to 3-1 and one after defeating Plano 20-15. Plano is now 2-2, two and two, as the Interstate 8 foes met up. For LP, Brendan Burdeau, the quarterback, found Seth Adams with 45.2 seconds left on the clock to get that go-ahead score and give the Cavaliers their third win of the season. The Hall Putnam County Red Devils beat Mendota Trojans 34-7. Hall's now 2-2, two two, Mendota 0-4. For the Red Devils, Aiden Redcliffe scored three touchdowns Two rushing, one receiving. Number three in 4A, Morris stays undefeated, beating Newton 49-7. Number seven in 1A, Newman defeated Rock Island 22-20. Newman now 3-1 on the season. Number one in 3A, Byron stays undefeated at 4-0 with a 69-0 shutout. A big Northern Conference foe, North Boone. Oregon is now 2-2 in the Big Northern after defeating Winnebago 27-6. Does your driver need a new grip? 7-iron need a new head? Putter need to be replaced? Want to play a simulator during rainy, cold days? Sports Boss Golf is your one-stop shop for everything golf. Located at 2950 Kane Road in Leland, Sports Boss has over 10,000 used clubs and new clubs for sale. 
owner Mark Wright rebuilds, repairs, replenishes the value of every club in his own shop. Want a Callaway? Sports Boss has it. A Betanardi, Bridgestone, Cleveland, Cobra, Exotics, Crank, Mizuno, Odyssey, Puma, Srixon, TaylorMade, Tor Edge, Wilson. Woo! Sports Boss has a partnership with each one of these top brands. Check out Sports Boss Golf Shop on Facebook or call Sports Boss Golf at 815-326-9686 or email sportsboss777 at gmail.com to book simulator time, inquire about repairing or purchasing clubs, and any other of your golf needs. Well, we're going to end this intro right here. Thanks for listening to the show. As always, three great interviews. Scott Payne and Boy Lamoyle, Ohio football coach. Hallie McGuire playing volleyball at Kentucky Wesleyan after graduating from St. Bede, where she had a great career, and going to University of Wisconsin Parkside, where she had a great couple seasons as well. Just a great volleyball player. Glad to have her on. Glad that she's getting healthy and being able to play this season. Just a reminder, we did speak to her during last season, so we get a little bit of both. She's a great player. She deserves all the recognition available. And of course, Randy Teeman, Hall Red Devils football coach, as they get ready for the undefeated Kiwani Boilermakers in a Three Rivers Conference Mississippi Division battle tonight. Hall comes in at 2-2, two two, Kiwani 4-4. Four four. Let's see what happens. Until next time, peace. You know, obviously, when I have a homecoming game, that's a thing that, you know, every football player, every coach looks forward to, unfortunately, because the other team, you know, having an illness couldn't happen. But it still seems like you guys had a lot of fun and still went through some of the homecoming traditions, rituals that we're accustomed to. Yeah, yeah, we still did all the same homecoming stuff, you know, uh, announcing the court, the band playing the halftime and everything. And, yeah, the kid, I think the kids had a lot of fun Friday night playing in a game and, you know, like you said, it's a little disappointing not to have a, a real game because uh, I think every senior looks forward to their senior year homecoming. But it was so nice that the kids were still able to go out there and play. And, and I think they had a lot of fun doing it. They were still able to keep their head up and look like they were having fun and still enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, you know, the the kids asked me before the game if they could do touchdown celebrations. I said, yeah, I don't care. Do whatever you want. You know, have fun with it. The rest were obviously okay with it. They, you know, they had fun with it too. And so uh, I think that's what the kids enjoyed the most was probably doing all the touchdown celebrations they see on TV every weekend. <laughs> and I heard there was, I don't know if it happened every time, but I know there was one time where they did a touchdown celebration and the referees all threw flags and, you know, had fun with that. Yeah, uh, we told them before the game that if one, one of our kids score, uh, Vincent Sembrewski, to throw a flag out for excessive celebration because he's kind of the, the jokester of the team. So we, we wanted to joke around with him a little bit and the rest were, were happy to do it. It's all, I think all five of them threw their, refs at, threw their flags at him. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, so with this, I mean, kind of a off week or a bye week, is that, you know, beneficiary or not, you know, going into week five? Uh, you know, I don't know. You could go either way on it. Um, you know, you, you want to play a game, you know, obviously, and have the competition. And, but also, you know, it, it could be a positive to where, you know, we don't get beat up as much and we're more fresh. and 
I can let you know next Friday after the game how, how I feel about how this week went. <laughs> You're like, man, there's, I knew we should have had a real game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of fun. I mean, obviously, again, want the game, but to be able to throw some fun in in the middle of a season where, you know, this is a pivotal point in the season, have some fun, get some rest. I mean, can't all be bad. No, it's not. You know, like you said, it's the almost middle of the season. Have you know a weekend of you know just having fun and, and no stress and you know no uh, no injuries or anything like that. So you know it, it could be a, it's, it's it's a positive and uh, gives the kids a little break from football nonstop. You know all the time. And so it, it, it is a positive in that way. And they're like, hey, coach didn't yell at us this week. Yeah, no, they didn't get yelled at at all. It might be the first Friday night that. And, you know, 20-plus years I've been doing this, I have had to yell at anybody on a Friday night in the fall. So, yeah, that, that's also a positive, too. <laughs> Probably good for your blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, really good for that. <laughs> so, you go into week five, and we have Ridgewood. I mean, kind of a solid team. They're 3-1. and one. They're scoring 174 points on the season. They've allowed 78. So, kind of tough competition compared to what we've seen so far this season. Yeah, yeah, Ridgewood's a very good football team. They're very well coached. Uh, you know, I know their head coach, Pat Elder. He, he's a very good football coach, and his teams are always very well disciplined. They're fundamentally sound. And, you know, Ridgewood kind of runs a, an offense that, you don't, that we haven't seen yet, you know. And uh, so the, the biggest thing this week is preparing for that offense and making sure our defense understands, you know, you got to stay at home and do your job and, you know, not try to run somewhere else and do somebody else's. you got to stay at home because the offense they run is so unique. A lot of moving parts. It's a wing T style offense, but it's compressed down to the eight man game. If that makes any sense, like you know, it's something like I said we have not seen in the last you know two years in in uh, playing eight man. Gotcha. So something totally different. That now this is the main game plan for you through the through the week of practice. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're gonna be focusing a lot on um, a lot of walking through under plays, and so the kids can understand how they're running it and where the blocks are coming from. And, because, you know, there's one play where they, they run this play a lot. They give the ball to their tight end on a sweep. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like that double dive that they do out of the wing tee, you know, in the leather man, but they're just doing it out of eight man now. So now it's flipping switches. Okay, you had your fun. Let's turn that off. And now we're going to turn it on because we got a really tough opponent here and something we haven't seen. Yeah, exactly. And I told them all that Friday night after the scrimmage. Uh, I said, you know, we had fun tonight, but it, it's, you know, enjoy your homecoming weekend. But I said, you know, come Monday, you know, we're coming to a pivotal part of our season that we've got to be focused and ready to go every single day in practice. I always appreciate you speaking with me. These uh, chats are getting better and better as we go. We're both becoming professionals. The interview with Amboy Lamoille, Ohio Clippers coach Scott Payne. Plus, the ones you're about to hear with Hadley McGuire, volleyball extraordinaire, and Randy Teeman, the Hall Putnam County football coach brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. Associates Jason Hintz and Caitlin Henry pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. Caitlin Henry joined the team in July and is excited 
to help you find your dream vehicle. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Medota Ford family. Jason and Caitlin will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. And when you do, don't forget to mention where you heard about Mendota Ford as the dealership has a refer a friend or family member program. If you buy a vehicle, the person or podcast who referred you gets $100. Just had a little conversation, catching up real quick before we hit the record button. First of all, time flies by too quickly. Second of all, when you're interviewing somebody routinely on almost a two to three times a week basis, you might want to know how to correctly say their name. If their name is Hallie, you do not call them Holly, which I unfortunately did quite a few times to the guests that we have right now, Hallie McGuire. Hallie, are you happy that I'm saying your name correctly? It's awesome. I mean, it happens so much that it doesn't bother you when people don't, but great when people do. And I remember, like, every time that I would see you, like, I would say Holly, and then you would, like, Brandon, it's Hallie. And then the next time, Brandon, it's Hallie. So finally, I think by middle, I'm, uh, I don't remember what year, because I obviously talked to you and followed you for all four years in high school. I don't remember what year I started to remember how to say your name, but it wasn't from the beginning, that's for sure. I said good year, honestly. <laughs> hey, you know, we all got our faults sometimes. But one of your faults is not volleyball. That is one of your premier assets, skills as a human being. And you are still going to this day. And when I was talking about time going by so fast, you're already 21 years old. Yes, I am. Wow. How, like, how are you 21? I feel like it was literally just yesterday that we were talking at a St. Bede game. But that was over four years ago now. Man, I'm going to be... Mad for a second, because I cannot remember her name. You were on the team. I think you were a junior. Maybe you were a senior. She was a freshman. She's Elena Wamhoff. There we go, Elena Wamhoff. I was like, ah, her name starts with E. I know it. Elena Wamhoff. I was there her very, 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 very first freshman game where she breaks a serving record against Mendota, and then you guys became an awesome duo. That game, was, she was so nervous for that game. I vividly remember we were like, you're fine. Like, you know, she was a stud from the beginning. And she came in and served, I don't know, 23 to 25 points of the game and really set it off. Really set the tone for the rest of our, both of our careers there. Yeah, that was insane. What year were you that year? Um, I was a junior. Junior, okay. I thought I was right. I thought you were a junior because I thought you had one more year with her after that. Yeah. So, see, you're not the only name that I mispronounce or forget but now that i'm getting older you find yourself forgetting more names like you can picture them you know what letters their names start with but then it takes some time yeah hopefully you're not running into that even though you are older now yeah i mean there's so many names especially in the volleyball world but you know them you see them you play with them and i mean time flies i was a freshman in high school what seven and a half years ago i mean yeah, so crazy so crazy so obviously you have continued to play volleyball since then Kentucky Wesleyan, and you are still tearing it up, my friend. Yep, yep, still going. How many more years do you have now? Did you have a COVID year? How did all that work? 
Yeah, I do have a COVID year. I'm like 95% sure I'm taking it. I'm like, I basically decided I'm taking it because I don't know. I mean, there's only so many people that have got a COVID year and got the opportunity to play another season of the sport they love. And I just feel like later down the road, I'd regret it if I didn't. Yeah, I think if you ask people before you, you know, even in that program or any other college program, like, hey, if you had another year, would you take it? I'm going to say like 99%. You know, if they don't have personal or health issues or whatever, it'd be like, yeah, I would definitely want to play another year. Definitely. I completely agree with that. You were Female Athlete of the Week for Wesleyan in October. I mean, this is just kind of how your career's been. 45 kills in three games. Had a career-high 19 kills and a win over Southwest Baptist. Andy added three blocks, seven digs, and hit .255. So, I mean, you're still doing the things that you were doing at St. Pete. Yeah, the only difference is um, I'm playing outside here now. So, a position switch, um, I've bounced around from middle blocker to outside hitter all four years of college. So, it's nothing new, but I'm enjoying it. How do you like Kentucky? I love oh, The weather is so much better here than Illinois. They don't even really get snow. It's awesome. <laughs> I went to school at SIU, and I was literally like 20, 25 minutes away from Paducah, Kentucky, and I went there all the time for whatever because it was beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful here. What about the school itself? Kentucky Wesleyan, I don't know much about the school. I at first said Illinois Wesleyan because I'm a goofball sometimes. How about the school? Do you enjoy getting your education there? Yeah, I really do. I'm currently double majoring in health science and psychology. So I'm probably not going to be done school. I'm probably going to do grad school after this. But currently, yeah, I'm enjoying school here. It's, so it's another D2. We're in the GMAC, the Great Midwest Athletic Conference. So, I mean, I get around Ohio, Michigan, all that for games. So it's fun. You know, I'm still in the Midwest, but I'm a little far in the South. So. All right. Once you get done with college and, you know, volleyball, are you going to stay in the South? Or are you going to come back North? What is your plan then? Because it sounds like you like the weather better. That really depends. I definitely like the weather, but I do want to go to grad school, so that will depend on where I get in. And then after that, I probably want to go west, but I'm not sure. But it sounds like you want to do something different. Yeah, definitely switch it up. I mean, sometimes you can only take so much Illinois. Yeah, all that snow. I have came and went many, many times, but now I'm back. And it seems like I'm staying for a while. That happens, too. Kentucky Wesleyan was not your first school. Where did you go right after St. Beat? So, right after St. Beat, I was committed to UW Parkside in Wisconsin, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And I stayed there for two and a half years, so I played three of my volleyball seasons there. Um, so I stayed there for a long time. What made you take the jump? Why did you decide to try something different? My sophomore year, I was an impact player on the team. I started, I had a really great season, I got some accolades um, within the conference and at the school, and my junior year, I wasn't really seeing the same amount of court time, and on one side of me, I was like, well, like, it's already my junior year, I might as well just stick it out, I mean, I love the school, I love my teammates, but another part of me, I had a lot of people telling me, hey, you can go and be an impact player somewhere else, so just try it out, enter the portal, see what happens. So that's what I did um, right after my junior season ended. And I wasn't really anticipating transferring until after the spring semester of my junior year. 
but my coach pretty much said, I mean, if you want to go somewhere, you should practice with them in the off-season, get to know the team, and so that's what I did. I had about three weeks to transfer, decide where I was going, pick up my life and move it, but I'm glad I did. I'm really happy with the decision I made, and I happened to find Kentucky Wesleyan, and it was a perfect fit, so yeah, I'm really happy with my decision. Good stuff. I don't understand how things like that work either. Like, in college, one year, this athlete is doing awesome things, being very con- productive, contributing to the team, and then all of a sudden, I don't know, personnel, uh, coaches change their mind or strategy, and then all of a sudden, those players that were great at doing something are moved around, and then it's not the same. I don't understand why things got to change like that. I don't either. I wish I did, but... I mean, you have to, at one point, just respect your coach's decisions. And for me, it was knowing that I could go somewhere else and still play at the same level. Um, And at one point, I didn't really think that's what I wanted to do anymore. But all my teammates were telling me, you need to go, like, just go somewhere else. You can do that. You're capable. So that really pushed me into, you know, looking for my other options because they are out there. And I think a lot of people don't know that. And... The portal, you know, the transfer portal is bigger than it seems. I mean, you've seen other area players go in and out of the portal. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is it a weird situation being in the portal? Because you don't know who's going to reach out. You don't know what's really going to happen next. Was it kind of a weird situation? Yeah, it really was. Because for the most part, like, you think of the portal as, like, coaches are going to see you and reach out to you. But in reality, it's almost like the recruiting process all over again. So, like... You're emailing coaches, you're finding schools for the fit, and I think the biggest difference between coming in from high school and transferring is, like, academics, because, I mean, I was already halfway down my junior year, so I had so many credits that I was, my main thing was if they don't take my credits, I mean, I can't go there, so that's something that's definitely a factor. Another factor is, like, you know, like, money and if they have it since you're not coming in as a freshman. I think it helps with that COVID year that so many kids are transferring, so many grad students want to play another year that when I entered the portal, there was over 600 girls in, in it. And when I left, there was over 1,000. So That portal is really amazing. Before there was that, there was all kinds of conflicts and all kinds of legal ramifications and um, rule breaks and like all these different things. I think this portal, even though it's re-going through recruitment and stuff, it has kind of eliminated a lot of those shady gray areas that were there before. Yeah, I agree. And even with the portal, you can still um, be a part of the team that you're on if your coach allows it and stuff like that. And I think they really set a good groundwork of rules. So players aren't as afraid of the word transfer, really. Yeah, because before, like I said, there was a lot of things behind it, and it was scary. I'm talking to you right before a class. What class are you about to go to? Health ethics. Health ethics. What are you learning there? Um, it's a, more of a discussion class. We really just talked about like ethics in regards to like like the healthcare field and really fun stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, did you have the air quotes up when you were saying fun stuff? Yeah, you can imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I sure can, I sure can. Well, awesome. Well, I don't want you to be late for class, especially talking to little old me. So, I'm going to let you go, Hallie McGuire, Kentucky Wesleyan, still doing her thing. 
45 kills in three, man. Whew. I can't even finish the statement. 45 kills in three matches. You're still doing it big. Yep, thank you. Thank you for chatting with us on the Jersey Podcast. Get to class. You got to get that education too, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Student athlete, you know it. Surf, internet, fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent, all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Brandon LaChance with the Wolf 96.5. As always, before each football Friday or Saturday, depending on week we're in, we speak with Hall Putnam County Red Devil coach Randy Teeman. Coach Teeman, we got a tough task this week as the Three Rivers Conference top team, the Kiwani Boilermakers, are on the schedule, and you're in Kiwani, so you got the drive, and a team that is undefeated, 4-0 overall, and 2-0 in the conference. Yeah, they're a big physical team. They got a really nice fullback that runs hard. He's a junior. And their quarterback, I believe, has been the quarterback for three years, Brady Clark. He's a good player. He's put on a little bit of weight this year, so he's even stronger. Yeah, they uh, they pose some problems for us, but uh, we have some ideas we want to try, and uh We'll go out there Friday night and give them what we got. Speaking of giving what you got against Mendota last week, guys got the victory 34-7 during Mendota's homecoming, and you did it with a array of options that we may not have seen so openly. We've seen the running game, we've seen the passing game, but against Mendota you opened up all levels and we've seen it all game on all sides of offense. We did a variety of things with the offense this past week. A lot of guys touched the ball again, and uh, we had a couple kids that came out late, and they got some touches in the game, too, with uh, Stefaniak making a couple catches, a couple first-down catches. Yeah, and Gianni had a nice game throwing the ball. And defensively, against Burrow Valley in Week 3, we saw their running game be effective event against you guys. And then Week 4, Mendota's passing game at times was effective. And you, you know, the master chess master of football were able to make adjustments and stop Mendota's you know offensive tack for putting on too many points against you what do you guys hope to do against this Kiwani offense that you just spoke about well I think our best defense could be keeping our offense on the field they have a good offense they have they they score on a lot of big plays and uh we have to limit that and we have to match their physicality as as you do every week but they're they're a real physical team and, and they got some skill kids and uh they're a good team, and they're legit. I mean, they they got a chance to win the conference. With you saying that, how pivotal is this game? I mean, obviously, if you knocked off an undefeated team in the conference, you know, that's huge. But we're midway through the season, and just, you know, playing close to these guys or giving them a run for the money would probably send shockwaves through not only the community, but your locker room as well. Yeah, and I mean, we need to go out and get the win if we want to keep our playoff hopes alive and whatnot. We need to go out and get a couple wins here in the next couple, three weeks and have a chance down the stretch. So it's a big game for us, and we've done pretty well going over there and playing, and 
they're high school kids just like we're high school kids, and we're going to go out and play. Definitely. Coming into the beginning of the season, was Kiwani kind of looked at as a top team in this conference or one that could be? I guess I didn't realize how many kids they actually had brought back from last year's team, but they brought back pretty much their whole offensive line, defensive line, and they're one of the favorites to win it. And I don't know if they were at the beginning of the season, but now more that I've studied them this week and looked at their roster, they, uh, they brought back quite a few kids. Well, Coach, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. And as always, go Red Devils. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you're outside right now, I know you're sweating. If you're inside right now, you may be air conditioning, but you're looking out your window, sweating, just watching it be hot. However, when you're looking outside, you're also looking at your yard. May need some help. May need some taking care of, some tender, loving care of the finest quality. This means you need to call Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping because they're the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard or even watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I know I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Avenue in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information.